Coming up on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, we do a general look at spring practice at Ole Miss, maybe check in on the running back's room. We'll talk about where the quarterback competition probably is right now. And, of course, Tom Vanderfield joins us for his perspective on all things Ole Miss sports. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Of course, um, hit the bell for notifications of new videos when they go up, which is going to be fairly frequently during football times. And, of course, um, upvote the video itself. Thank you very much for that. Um, a lot of stuff happened. We released an extra yesterday um, talking about everything. The players came through their press conference. Um, little inside baseball that it, for everybody that wants to check. The reporters that write their stories are all based on the answers in these press conferences. They don't have inside access or anything crazy like that. They do it off of that and do their own story and make it frame like it was their own idea. And sometimes they ask the question based off the story that they intend to write. But most of the time, it's the answer that kind of leads the story. That's that, that's a little inside baseball and a way to save you 10 bucks a month if you are interested. So I'm looking forward to um, this continuing on. I think um, Saturday might be the first day they're in shoulder pads. They were in helmet and, uh, helmets today again. And players that show out on helmets um, might not show out during helmet and shoulder pads. It's a little bit of a different game of football. It's kind of like the person on pro day or the combine that goes out there and puts up a massive number but ends up getting cut in the first round of cuts because they're just a combine warrior. It's just a little bit differently handled whenever um, football is played with pads and you're actually playing the sport as opposed to running drills that people associate with the sport. So when you look at this, the information that came out of that press conference is Nick Broker playing guard. He's moved to guard full-time, and that means Jeremy James and um, Mason Brooks are slotted in at the tackles. you got the Eli Acker and Caleb Warren at guard or center. Um, I think Caleb Warren is kind of the leader in the clubhouse for center. It's a big spring for him. Um, because there's no joke snapping the ball. You, you just need to be able to cut that off. If you think about the Alabama game in 2020, it was kind of derailed with a poor snap. And um, Caleb Warren, it, it's a big spring for him as far as building confidence because the numbers are tight now. I know they told you back in December the numbers are tight, but you, there's no wiggle room really right now, especially if Deion Smith is coming on board. Again, we don't know the exact number of initials. We go by the initials being 32. It's a hard, fast rule. You can count backwards if there's a JUCO player at, at times, but Reginald Hughes is not um, enrolled right now. So you probably can't count that back. So it looks like it's two spots, maybe three if there's a walk-on, um, including the numbers that we count towards initial scholarships. But the initial scholarships, you really can't fudge. There's kind of hard, fast rules about them. Um, the 85, you can always process a player to make room uh, on your roster, but that 32 is a hard, fast number. Now, if you look at the 32, that's nearly half of your roster on an 85. 
Lane Kiffin was completely able to make over the roster using the transfer portal um, that he did. So Nick Broker, Broker moved to guard. Now, the other things we heard in the press conference was Otis Reese talking about the building of chemistry. The main thing that people need to realize about that is chemistry is a very important to Otis Reese. He's looking at the way they act. He's, he's a leader on that defense, and you can tell him thinking that way, he's somebody that's going to call shots on that side of the ball. Now, we don't know who else is going to step up, but he's probably the leader in the secondary, which is six players of the 11 on defense. So the leader's going to come from the secondary. It's going to be interesting to see how it works. It's going to see, be interesting to see how he passes on to the new guys. It's going to be interesting to see how he passes on to the freshmen. Now, we will see um, how well they can do at the linebacker position. I think this team might go as far as Troy Brown and Kari Coleman will allow them. Kari Coleman's wearing 23, by the way. That number was not in there at the moment um, when we first started. But those, that is the position group where the most damage can be done. And Cedric Johnson talked about replacing um, Sam Williams, and that's important. Now, in the running back room, not a lot came out, and not a lot will come out because they're just in helmets. It's, a, it's basically a running competition and a drill competition. So Zach Evans, Ulysses Bentley IV, and Quinshawn Judkins um, can develop themselves, and you will see that pick up as it goes on. Um, so, all right, let's hear about Bilt Bar real quick and take a short break and we'll come back and talk a little bit about the quarterback competition. This time of year, I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. This year, I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein and shoes marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and for new for this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, They'll make it, it'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It doesn't matter what you say. Just leave us a five-star review, and that will help people find us in the future. If you do that, we would appreciate it greatly. Now, in the first segment, we talked about the spring practice that happened on the 24th on Thursday. Um, today, we're going to focus, or this segment, we're going to focus on the Jackson Dart, Luke Altmyer, Kincaid Dent, 
competition and what that exactly means. And we're in a section where basically they're essentially playing seven on seven at this point. Now, they've probably been throwing periodically all during the offseason. And you can see exactly the progression that they're going to make. Whenever they go out Sunday or Saturday, you'll be able to um, see a little bit what they look like. Now, it looks like Saturday will be a shells practice. That will be shoulder pads and helmets. But that will be the first day where actual contact happens. So it will be the first chance that people can see exactly what these look like. like Jared, Jared Ivey, a huge 275-pound man. Um, you'll get to see what he looks like in contact. He's probably a beast whenever he's without pads, but we'll get to see what he looks like in contact. But Jackson Dart, Luke Altmeyer, and Ken K. Dent, where they should be, is essentially getting used to the situation. If you look at the highlights that they've released, um, Ken K. Dent and Luke Altmeyer, their drops look almost identical. They've all been coached to death. That's the way they look. When they their handoff, their drop. It all looks the same because they've been coached that way. Jackson Dart has to pick that up. That's something new for him. Now, he will pick that up really quickly as this becomes the way things are done. But that's just an example of how he is a little bit behind at this point. There's no, there's no shame in it. This spring is all about closing the gap of experience that Luke Altmaier has on him. If he can close that gap... He's going to look really good to be the starter come fall camp. If he can't, fall camp becomes a realistic thing. Luke Altmaier's job is to maintain that gap, that experience gap, and show people that, hey, he can make the plays and do, do what needs to be done. Simple as that. Also, um, in the comments below, let me know what you think about Nick Broker at guard. Him moving guard, what does that mean to you? And... um. How do you think that looks like? I actually like the move, but I want to hear from you. And also, next segment, we'll have Tom um, Vanderfield come back giving his perspective on Ole Miss sports. we got about 22 minutes. So we talked a good bit about Ole Miss sports going on so, and doing all that. So I, I just don't know exactly how to – put the quarterback competition at this point because not a lot is going on. But I did say I wanted to talk about it, and we didn't talk about it really on the after the first practice. So it was imperative that we talked about it now. But that is that. We have Tom Vanderfield coming up after the break. But first, let's hear from Athletic Greens. Um, our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because... I didn't have a whole lot of time to eat healthy, and I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. So what is this stuff? One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-source food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special brand of the ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system, your energy, recover, focus, and aging, all those things. So right now is the time to reclaim your health and your unarm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. Completely, um, especially heading into flu and cold season, is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com college to take ownership of your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, it's that time of year when college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from, from the latest odds contest and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one sport for all, source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just from base, just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also hit the bell for notifications of new videos when they go up. And, of course, upvote the video itself. I'm here with Tom Vanderford, um, here to get his perspective on all things Ole Miss sports. How you doing, Tom? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing absolutely peachy. Um, the creative cloud, um, yeah, this is kind of an inside baseball thing, just completely crapped out when I was exporting my PC highlights. So I had uh-huh. to go back and redo the whole sequence. And, and oh, people goodness. that just don't realize, the PC highlights actually takes longer to edit than the Locked On Ole Miss show, even though it's like a, a quarter of the length of time. I, I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see that. Yes. Yeah. So, it was pretty good. We got it done. Um, I rushed and ate some suppers, got some tacos that I got back here to talk to you, man. That's good, man. I got mm-hmm. some spicy fries waiting on me right after we're done. All right. So, we're, we're good to go. So, yeah. Um, uh, this weekend, Ole Miss and Tennessee, big series. Sold out Friday, sold out Saturday. Yep. Lane Kiffin throwing out the first pitch on Friday. I'm hoping for a golf ball, personally. Um, that would be but, sweet. You know what else yeah. would be sweet? What? Uh, you know, as he was exiting the stadium, somebody threw a bottle of water at him. Mm-hmm. You know, he caught it. It'd be kind of cool if he had that same bottle of water and just threw it to the <laughs> threw it to the catcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or he could just um, talk to the softball people with those yellow softballs. That could be like oh, the. That would uh, be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm kind of curious awesome. to see what he has planned, but I'm assuring, I'm assuming something will be planned. But I did, I have a tweet right now that's getting a little bit of traction, and that this Ole Miss Tennessee series has just unreal potential for pettiness and um, acting out. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I think that I think some of that will happen. It also depends on. How it goes, you know, if we, my hope, because they're a really good baseball team, my hope is, you know, we, we somehow cobble together a win Friday and Saturday. And I, I think if that happens, you'll see, you'll see Sunday, you'll see, uh, you'll see some, uh, some issues. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. But that, the, the UT hate for, for Lane is just so, I mean, it's it's, it's unbelievable. I work with some UT guys, and they're they can't stand the guy. And I'm like, dude, and and these guys are in their twenty early twenties. I'm like, dude, you were a kid when that happened. 
It's, yeah, you were like I eight years old. That's, that's weird. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, that's uh, so be it. So be yeah. it. Yeah. I'm all about Lane Kiffin, though, at this point. He's been gone for 13 years or something like that. Yep. Pour some gasoline on the fire because there, if that hatred is still there, yeah, it doesn't do any harm to um, stoke it, honestly. Because it's not no, ever going away, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he's the ultimate troll. So you know, it just—I don't know. I, I, I love the guy. I know we're not going to have him forever. I'm a realist, but as long as we have him, I'm going to enjoy him. You know. Yeah, and uh, it, it, there's a chance he should—he could be here for a little bit. Um, there's also a chance I, I he can leave so. in December. Um, That's true. I hope he's here for a long time. I mean, you look—you know—you've—you've you've heard all the speculation about Arch Manning. And then you get out and you find out that there's a five-star quarterback in California on 247 that is probably going to commit to Ole Miss. Now, does that mean anything? I don't really know. But what that tells me is he doesn't let any grass grow under his feet when it comes to recruiting. He's got a good plan A, a good plan B, so on and so forth. Yeah, when Arch Manning decided to um, commit in the fall, which I understand Arch Manning doing that. Yeah. Um, Lane Kiffin was not necessarily going to wake around. He's got backup plans for backup plans. And Jalen Rashada exactly. and Jalen Rashada is the number one thirty number thirty one player in the country. So it's not like he's talking about replacing him with a scrub. Uh, so exactly. If, yeah. It, and, and that's what I love about this guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he's all in on a lot of different guys and, and he it's like you said. Uh, you said before. It's that pro mindset. Mm-hmm. He he looks at everything from a professional point of view, and he instills that in the players. Yes, I think that's why. I think that's why he's going to put a ton of players in the NFL while he's at Ole Miss. Yeah, and um, if you look at it, um, players like that are not going to wilt under the pressure. You're not going to see a team learning how to win. Because it's going to be instilled from the moment they get here. It's that winner's mindset. And and, and, exactly. and Ole Miss fans need to realize that with Lane Kiffin. It doesn't matter how much money you pay him. You can pay him $20 million a year. His mindset and what he's doing is hasn't been done at Ole Miss since Johnny Vault patrolled the sidelines. Exactly. Exactly. And that and that was a different era too. I mean, mm-hmm. he had, you know, no scholarship limitations. He had the lines a share of all the Mississippi talent. You know, I mean, this guy is just, he amazes me. He amazes me. I, he needs somebody. He goes out and finds somebody and it's some, it's a good person. You know, it's like I was telling a friend of mine at work today. He said he was worried about the offense. And I said, I'm just worried about him gelling. I said, we've got tons of talent. Yeah. We've never, we've never had talent like this at Ole Miss. And that includes when Johnny vault was here. Um, well, hey, tell me the last time we had a, a backup quarterback situation that's either going to be Jackson Dart or Luke Altmeyer. Honestly, uh, it was when Romero Miller was the quarterback and Eli Manning was the backup. And well, that's true. Uh-huh. That's true. That Eli's redshirt freshman year. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was that, the last time. Yeah. Yeah, but Jackson Dart, a Gatorade National Player of the Year. We've never had one of those at Ole Miss. Never. Zach Evans, a top 15 recruit, five-star. That is uncharted territories at Ole Miss as well, especially at the running back position. Now, we've had well, you some know, wide receivers. When, 
Go when ahead. Evans was committed to Georgia, he was the number one player in the country. But yeah. it's funny how all that works, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and and whenever he transferred from TCU, they they bumped him down to a four star. They're trying to star rate transfers. Right. This, this is what they want. And when I say they, I mean the media. They yeah. want the transfer portal to have two windows because they can sell to it. Exactly. They can make money off it. Right now, they can't. It, it happens all year. It's completely scattershot. Nobody can yeah. make money off of it. So they're kind of like getting as it comes. But they want windows so they can sell to it. That's what windows are for. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, you know, the pay services, that's that's their gig. I mean, they're trying to, they're trying to, you know, they're mm-hmm. trying to hook you um, and trying to get you addicted to their, uh, their stuff. So that, but that's what I like about what we do. It's all perspectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, Hey, I've got inside scoop, you know, give me 10 bucks a month and I'll tell you everything you need to know. It's just perspectives about mm-hmm. Ole Miss and, uh, and what they're doing. And, and, it just amazes me. I mean, I don't think Lane's done yet. Um, I, you know, we were talking about a kicker last week, yeah. and of course, I go thumbing through trying to find a kicker that's in the portal, and there's a pretty good one from USC. Now, I don't know if anything will ever happen, but there's a pretty good kicker in the portal went to USC. We happen to have some connections on staff that were at USC, so you never know. Yes, several at this point. Several Yeah, and uh, the one thing I do know is what we both agreed on is happening. Caden Costa is not practicing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, 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 I'm sure it's a done deal. Yeah. You know, so we've got to find a kicker. This is a huge spring for Kill Nation. Just absolutely huge. If he can come out and at least show out, there's a chance that, like, this weekend – we have a transfer portal defensive back visiting Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. So that, that kicker can become a best available really quick. Now, here's the thing. The 32 initial scholarships absolutely matters, and that, those numbers really can't be fudged unless you have a JUCO that count, counts backwards. But Reginald Hughes is not here right now. So if he's a fall enrollee, you can't necessarily count that back. But – that is where we get the two spots left when it comes from. Whenever we look at Deion Smith and potentially this defensive back, that would probably rule out a kicker. But we right. could find out that somebody that we thought was on scholarship is a walk-on, and it's just not counting against the initial number. We do not know the actual number of initials. We are completely well, guessing. Exactly. Hmm. You know, and I, I, I apologize. I can't remember the kid's name. Talik Robbins. Mm-hmm. I remembered it. Yeah. Uh, Talik Robbins, we signed him when we signed Taiwan Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he And uh, I looked at our roster, and he's a dash SQ, which I always used to mean to me that he was a walk-on. Uh, I think it means he didn't play last year, though. That also means oh, he didn't. Okay. Yeah, he had didn't, if he didn't let her, a squad would just be on there. I just don't think he played it. He was a true old school red shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was well, he had some injuries and mm-hmm. yeah, COVID season and all that, but you know, I'd I'd heard raves about him. Uh but you, like you said, you don't know. You don't yeah. know 
who's on, uh, you know, who's who's pulling a red shirt year this year or not. And, and I doubt we'll ever know. But, yeah. yeah, we may be able to fudge that. But, yeah, hey, I would be – look, after the after the Egg Bowl, I loved Kel Nation, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was perfect, man. He came in in a bad situation, and he was perfect. I just uh, – maybe it's a lot like the quarterback position. I just want some competition there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and it's going to come down to this spring, I think, to where Lane Kiffin, if he looks at it, is like, do I need him? Do I not? Can I get by with Kell Nation this year? Because if Ole Miss makes the playoff, or, you know, we're really putting the cart ahead of the horse here, but right. if they make a deep run in position to do that, Caden Costa's back. Caden Costa's back for the Egg Bowl next year. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I just, may, I just don't know. You never know. He may he may just play his cards and say, you know, go with it. Mm-hmm. He may, it just, especially if he finds another person that he thinks that can be a difference maker on the field. Because we know from his first year, uh, if his kicking game's not doing well, he don't care. He'll just go for it. He didn't, you know, one way or the other. It doesn't matter to him. Yeah. The you problem know? I the problem I have is the people like um, Kevin Kelly, the coach from Arkansas that went to Presbyterian and got basically fired after getting beat 80 to nothing every week. Oh yeah. Uh, um, the people that are team never punt, never no, kick I'm a field goal, always that. go for it, no. it, 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 it. It's stupid. It's bad football. You can't play yeah. football the way that you play Madden or NCAA. It just doesn't exactly. work. Yeah. It, 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 it <laughs> oh, is I something. completely agree with you. Yeah. But that's yeah. infiltrating the media now as well, to where they talk about Lane Kiffin and his analytics, which I can. I can argue with you all day whether or not it's analytics, and we'll have that conversation when it actually happens. I think analytics are an excuse most of the time because if you're going it's forward on a 4th and 12, yeah, you're going forward on a 4th and 12, the, the book didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> no way. He's just like, you know what? Let's roll the dice, Yeah, you know? And but, uh, that that's going to be dependent this year on how, how – uh, how much faith he's got in his his quarterbacks and his receivers and you know I I'm really kind of psyched for this thing I you know I I I I've always had season tickets I got got in 2019 was my last year because 2020 COVID year mm-hmm. I wasn't imagine this I wasn't in the top echelon of uh, loyalty foundation people so. I bought a 75-inch and stayed at home, and last year I only went to a, a couple of games, uh, probably because of the 75-inch, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, but this year I just went ahead and doubled down. My buddy that I used to always get tickets with says, hey, man, I, I absorbed your ticket last year. I'm not going to do it this year. Do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. So, hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. But I'm That's- only I'm only two hours from Oxford. You're 14 hours from Oxford, so it's quite a difference. When I moved here from Nashville, um, the whole thing was like, would I be okay not going to Oxford? You know, not seeing the games live. Would I be able to handle that? And I did the same thing. I just bought expensive TVs and I catch everything on SEC Network. And it doesn't matter that I'm 14 hours away. I can I can see right. everything. Exactly. Now, you know, that, just... which tells you that's a bad situation for Keith Carter right now. Well, yeah, he's got – dude, he's got a lot. The, the one mm-hmm. good thing he's got going for him is all that ESPN money. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that fills a lot of voids. But, yeah, trying to sell season tickets when people have I, 
I, I'm serious. When I if I stand four feet in front of my TV, if I'm getting all excited, it's just like my mm-hmm. seat on the home side of the field. Mm-hmm. And 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 I can pause it and go to the bathroom. I don't gonna have to stand in a long line. You know, if I got to get something to eat, you know, pause it. You know, you can't do that at the game. Of course, the game experience is just awesome, being with your friends and all that stuff. But, but yeah, it's a that is available for you, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it, it's it, just like being at the game for the most point. Yeah, it's got to the point where if I was Keith Carter and he's, you know, he's going to oversee them redoing Vault Hemingway as this Champions Now program does. It's going to take care of the West Side. I'd make right. the stadium capacity 50,000 and just make it really nice. And make it really nice. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be honest with you, what the the artist rendering I saw uh for the home side of the field, it didn't look like it it looked like it may have even took away some seating capacity, but there were more levels, more mezzanines, more mm-hmm. it just looked more well put together, you know. Yeah. And and that needs to, that probably needs to be the trend going forward because a lot of folks aren't going to fork out seven hundred dollars a seat for season tickets and loyalty foundation dues. You know they're gonna they're gonna watch TV because a lot of people that's just you know it's out of their price range. Yeah. So and, and yeah, he's t- got a seventy-five inch four K TV. The game looks amazing. The, there sure does. <laughs> yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. And that yep. needs to be taken account in every capital thing we do. Like if we do things in softball, that thing better not seat more than a thousand people. Oh, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah, because soccer the you same can way. Get softball on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus, same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. same way. And then hopefully the the uh, the talented minds in UMAA are are taking all this into account when they're going through this huge build because I think that uh, some of it needs to be set aside for NIL if that's a possibility or creation of NIL opportunities. That's another conversation altogether because NIL is going to eat up capital campaigns. Us doing Champions Now right now is going to take five years longer than it would have taken before because of NIL. The Tennessee commit at quarterback is getting $8 million from somewhere. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know? Yeah, which, if what's going down sound is really going down, that's illegal yeah. as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't see how they're doing it, man. That, yeah. That's It's outrageous. Um, it really is. So what do you think about Cutcliffe? You know, I thought he was going to go to Texas. And now I, he ends up at the SEC office. Yeah, that's a smart move for Cut because I think yeah. he's going to relocate to the Birmingham area. He'll probably yep. get a nice house somewhere around um, Hoover, somewhere down there. Oh, yeah. And his grandkids are two hours away in Oxford. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and he's everything. got a good push job. Uh-huh. Right. And yep. he just yeah, gets to a- play football ambassador. Oh, yeah. And he's a, he's got a stellar reputation. Everybody likes him, you know? But but I think what's happened is David Cutcliffe just didn't want to be used as a pawn, and schools were starting to reach out to him and everybody to try and pull in Arch Manning. And David Cutcliffe's like, I don't know Arch Manning. I'm not. Exactly. I don't know Cooper that well. This exactly. is not Archie and Peyton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Peyton and Eli, he knows, but and yeah. Archie, but yeah, you know, and and I, I may be wrong, but I still, until he commits, mm-hmm. no, until he signs with another school, Arch Manning, I think, is coming to Ole Miss. Now, yeah, prove me he, wrong. His recruitment, his recruitment has followed Eli Manning's. Almost yeah. exactly until now. Even even the the Texas talk. Everybody, Eli was going yeah. to Texas. Eli was going to Texas. No. He's going to yeah. Texas. And the reason is, Texas and Texas media is loud, and there's a lot of them. So it sounds like all these news stories are coming out about Texas. But if you look at them, it's Texas people writing them. So it becomes an advertisement for Texas. Ole Miss does not have media outlets like that. We are media right. weak. We do not um, play um, fanboy, and there's not enough of them. Because of that, it's going to sound like a lot more stuff is coming from Texas, even some stuff coming from Alabama, and just a completely black hole in Oxford. But that doesn't yeah. mean that's actually the case. Well, exactly, exactly. And and you you brought up a really good point. Those Texas sites are their jobs to sell subscriptions, mm-hmm. man, and. You know, those people want to hear that Arch Manning's coming to Texas. It's the same way at Alabama. They want to hear he's coming there. Georgia, they want to hear he's coming there, you know. And uh, I can remember it was supposedly down between us, Virginia, and Texas Mm -hmm. with with Eli. But he was coming to Ole Miss the whole time. Mm -hmm. If you ask Eli Manning right now, he'd say, I was going to Ole Miss the whole time. Yeah, and if you want a media look at the Texas media infrastructure, I tell you, I ask you to go back 10 years, whenever they all were saying that Nick Saban was going to Texas. And everybody, oh, yeah. just echoes chamber, just went around the circle, and it became just a loud voice of Nick Saban's going to Texas. I Nick remember Saban that well. Yeah, Nick Saban didn't go to Texas. He stayed yeah, at Alabama. Yeah. And, but that is what that media echo chamber can do because there's so many of them and so loud. And, and the whole time they were saying that, I was saying, please, dear Lord in heaven above, let Nick Saban go to Texas. Yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get so, him out of the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, tune in next week. We will talk about um, spring practice and the spring practice on Saturday. We'll do extra videos for you as well. Right. Now make the second locked up, second listen Locked On Ole Miss or Locked on NFL Draft. Ron Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Tom, thank you very much for joining us today. Look forward to us doing it again next week. Man, it's always a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy, buddy.